The contents of the lab report are meant for educational purposes only. They are not meant to be misconstrued as medical diagnosis or treatment advice. Today on the lab report, we have Meredith Root, CrossFit athlete, nutrition coach, and science geek. Did you know she was an Olympic weightlifter? I did. Oh. The world of medicine can be challenging. Clinicians and patients are always looking for more options, more effective treatments, and in the end, more answers. Functional and integrative medicine focuses on addressing root causes of disease. Here at Genova Diagnostics, we've watched this field evolve and grow for over 35 years. We've not only adapted, we've led. Join us as we talk about functional medicine, laboratory testing, and optimizing health. Welcome to the Lab Report. Michael, hmm? if April showers bring May flowers, uh -huh. what do May flowers bring? Pilgrims. Mm. Hello! Hi, Michael Chapman. Hi, Patty Devers. How are you today? I am living my best life. How are you doing? What's the difference, I mean, an echelon of living your best life versus crushing it? I think they're equivalent. Are they? I think. I just wanted to In my mind, up. yeah. Okay, they're not at odds or competing with each other? No. What's well, no, not better than the other? Okay. Oh, no, they're equally awesome. Okay. okay. Uh, this is a podcast. It's called The Lab Report, and it's brought to you by Genova Diagnostics. It's where we talk about things like specialty lab testing, integrative therapeutics, functional medicine, and the like. That's a lot. It's, you know, we cover a lot of ground <laughs> here. Well, if you like this show, we hope that you go to iTunes or Spotify and maybe subscribe, rate, review, leave us some stars, some feedback, and things like that. Share with your friends. Share with your friends. Tell everyone. Tell your pets. Shout it from the rooftop. I mean, wow. just, just really get after it. You think it. We people need are followers. really out there that, that bad, like just shouting things from the rooftop about the lab report? I don't think we do a lot of shouting off the rooftop anymore. I no, we just sort of text. Right. You know what we should be shouting off the rooftop hmm. for, though? Hmm. Meredith Root. Whoa. Yeah. Big deal today. Do you want to go up there? We should go up there on the roof. Let's go. Start, let's start shouting. All right, come on. Wait. Um, actually, I'm afraid of heights. Yeah, and I think that roof access door is locked anyway. Oh, yeah. No, but I'm super pumped. Like we need to, yeah. we oh, need to do this upright something. because Meredith Root is totally amazing. I mm -hmm. mean, we need to like ramp this up a little what bit. What are you gonna do? Like, I don't know. We should probably be like Meredith Root. <laughs> I think the point we're trying to convey is that she's a really well accomplished and famous CrossFit athlete. She also happens to be wicked smart in science. Yeah. And she's a nutritional expert and has a whole coaching program. So she's going to talk to us about putting all of this together, how to change your life, how to stay motivated, how to learn about nutrition in a responsible way and move your body. Let's go talk to her. So Michael. Yeah. She's here. Oh my gosh. Meredith Root is here. Excited. And, and for those of you who don't know who Meredith Root is, let me tell you a little bit about her. Meredith Root is the co-founder of Tactic Functional Nutrition, a remote nutrition and lifestyle coaching company catering to the needs of athletes and non-athletes from around the globe. Tactic Functional Nutrition provides high-quality communication and habit-building techniques for anyone looking to advance their health and wellness through exercise, nutrition, and good lifestyle choices. Not only does Meredith have a degree and background in biological and biosystems engineering, but she also happens to be an elite CrossFit athlete, former USAW Olympic weightlifter, coach, and advanced level CrossFit trainer. Wow. She combines all of these passions to help people achieve their goals because she uniquely understands the performance impact of sports nutrition and the mental aspects of coaching and training. In addition to her work with Tactic Functional Nutrition, Meredith is a contributing writer to Morning Chalk Up, a CrossFit-based online community and blog site. And with that, welcome to the show, Meredith. Thank you so much for joining us. 
Yeah, you did a really good job with that. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for the intro. Yeah. So you are very well known and accomplished within the CrossFit community for sure, but your science background is equally impressive. Tell us about your journey from biological engineer to CrossFit athlete and nutrition expert. Yeah, so I actually started CrossFit um, back in 2012 when I was working full-time in process development for a company called Biogen IDEC, they're now Biogen. Um, and so that was kind of what I did. I went to school for that and then was hired right out of school. And Biogen is one of the, uh, you know, it's one of the companies that people really try to work for. So whenever someone asks me like, what's your, you know, what's your greatest accomplishment? I always say it's like, well, it's getting, you know, hired by Biogen straight out of uh -huh. university, which yeah. never happens. <laughs> um, so I, I, I worked in that field for about six years and um, then transitioned to um, you know, I, I started becoming more and more passionate about CrossFit and fitness and health and wellness during that time. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, I took some time off in 20, like end of 2016, 2017, with the intention of going back after a year, year and a half. So I was just going to kind of play full time athlete. And then, you know, my position was essentially being held. And um, well, yeah, I, I never went back. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you know, here I am now, and it's it's not something that I ever thought I would be doing. But um, you know, life is just kind of like that, right? You mm -hmm. you end up on a path that you don't expect, and yeah. it's been it's been really good. Cool. Well, even with the science background that you had as a biological engineer, you worked a lot with cellular nutrition. So, is there overlap between your work in cellular nutrition and what you currently do in human beings? Yeah, this is the joke, right? Uh, cells behave and listen a little bit better than humans do. <laughs> um, yeah, it is, it's not a, yeah, it's it's not a connection I even made until um, recently. But you know, cell culture. Um, if you work in that field, really, a lot of the work is centered around like how do we keep these cultures healthy, and a lot of the inputs as far as substrates, um, you know, nutrition are the same uh, with humans. You're looking at uh, carbohydrates, proteins, things that the cells need to be healthy and produce the, the proteins and the products that you want them to produce. And then likewise, a lot of the waste products are also the same that you see come from, um, come from humans when they're stressed out. So, um, you know, the, the science, there's definitely some overlap, but, um, you know, the difficult part of, of working with humans is, is really not the science. It's the psychology of it. It's dealing with people's, you know, sort of preconceptions about nutrition and emotions. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's really the, the biggest difference. And then for, you know, for me coming from a science and engineering background, it's, I have a tendency to just want to solve people's problems and that's how, you know, like, Oh, we'll do this and then send you along your way. Mm -hmm. And that's really like, it's, it's a pretty, uh, juvenile way to coach people. Mm -hmm. So, um, people have to solve their own problems and you just kind of create space for that, that yeah. to happen. I love yeah. it. That's great. Well, the, the company Tactic Functional Nutrition that you founded with your partner, Alex Parker, has a huge global following. And how is this program different from other nutritional coaching programs out there? Right. Um, well, when you look at the way that uh, nutrition companies have existed in the space for uh, for many years, there's, you know, the, the diet industry is not new. It's been around. It really kind of boomed in the 70s and 80s. 70s and 80s. That's when it, the industry started to take off. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger has a lot to do with that. People don't realize. Mm -hmm. um, but the way that companies have existed in this space have always been, um, they shroud what they're doing in some amount of mystery, right? Because as soon as you teach someone how to do this on their own, you lose them as a client. Mm -hmm. So they, they don't really, you know, these companies don't really want you to know what you're doing. 
Um, you know, Weight Watchers is a good example. Does it work? Do they do a lot of things right? Definitely. But they don't want you to know exactly what they're doing because they want you to keep coming back and keep paying your 20 to $50 per month. And so that's kind of how nutrition is. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of pseudoscience in this space. Um, companies are always kind of, uh, you know, saying we'll do this and it's this very specialized approach. And so people literally buy into it. So what we wanted to do um, was to create a company that takes a more educational approach and also recognizes like we, we are not going to keep clients forever and we don't want to. So we kind of want to, we want to lift the veil on what's really going on and how nutrition works and how, how frankly, how easy it is so that people can work with us for, you know, between three months and a year and, and take what they learn Mm -hmm. and move forward. Yeah. Great. great. I love that concept. I mean, I used to tell that to patients, you know, in in private practice was like, you know, my goal is for you to not need to come here ever again. Right. (laughs) Real nice. Exactly. (laughs) I don't want to see you anymore. (laughs) Well, well, even with that, given your, your amazing athletic history, many of the top athletes come to tactic functional nutrition for help to optimize their performance. But do you guys also work with non-athletes or those who are merely recreational exercisers? Yeah, um, I would actually say the bulk of our clientele are exactly that person, the recreational exerciser. You know, we, we kind of, when we started out, I think just because we are athletes, um, you know, people thought we only work with athletes. And we even, like, we were trying to get a lot of athletes to come with us. And we, we do have a fair number of high-level athletes. But um, the longer I do this, the more, um, the more value. And I, I just find it more rewarding to work with people who, you know, who are using nutrition to literally change their lives and not using nutrition to, you know, shave a few seconds or a minute off of a workout time. Like that, that is rewarding, but to see how empowered someone can, you know, become by achieving a nutrition or fitness goal Mm -hmm. from, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of a novice level. I really like that. So that's kind of the direction that we've taken tactic over the, you know, the past three years. Cool. Yeah. Well, and like we were just saying, you know, a lot of these clients maybe aren't as science minded. So how do you start? Like, what, how do you teach the overall importance of nutrition to, to people who, uh, you know, might might not even know where where to begin? Yeah, I mean, it starts super basic. So I think, um, you know, a lot of we, a lot of people love to overcomplicate nutri- nutrition and they like to talk about, you know, things like when or, you know, when should I eat? What supplements should I take? Um, you know, should, should I do fasting? Should I not do fasting? When it's really like, well, have you ever eaten? When was the last time you ate three square meals a day for like longer than a week? Mm-hmm. You know, are you are you sleeping more than eight hours a night? So we kind of just pe- we we try to get people to see and feel um, how uh, how influential the basics can be, mm-hmm. and then once they see and feel that, you get a lot of buy in. Mm-hmm. And so it's like we don't have to. I don't have to teach someone how you know, aerobic glycolysis works. I don't mm-hmm. need them to know, you know, how does your body access fat stores? Mm-hmm. I just need them to feel good about what they're doing. And so that's really, it's just creating some buy-in for, you know, for any amount of time. Cool. Yeah. I mean, but speaking of that, that generalization and that simplification, there are so many opinions out there regarding diets. There's paleo and keto and vegan and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Is there a specific diet that you subscribe to when you're optimizing your own physical training? Um, I, I just, I stick to a whole foods diet almost like 95% of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there's not really, there's not really anything that I change greatly. Um, if I'm in season or out of season, you know, in season, I'd probably just eat a little bit more. I might be more reliant on, 
uh, you know, simple carbohydrates from like powders, mm-hmm. but really the, the bulk of my intake always is, uh, you know, whole food, whole, food, whole foods, um, plant-based and lots of like, you know, fresh lean protein, which mm-hmm. is kind of the way that I, you know, I try to get people to go yeah. in their lives too. Oh, okay. When you're working with um, maybe some of your more elite athletes, do you have any concerns about, you know, intermittent fasting is super popular right now. So I don't know if you believe (laughs) that there's a place for fasting. And if so, like, when is a good time to do it? Um, Yeah, I think so. There's two ways to look at fasting, right? Like, um, from a clinical standpoint, when you're talking weight loss, most of the the data around intermittent fasting is is actually early time restricted. So what that means is, you start eating at 8 a.m. and you stop eating at, say, like 4 or 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. The way people like to do fasting, um, and this is because I, I think a lot of people are just a little bit on the lazy side, and that's not a, a bad thing. It's just a fact. People like to say, I intermittent fast. I'm going to eat from you know 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. And that, in my opinion, is actually a pretty normal eating window. Um, you know, I, I think that there's a, a temptation to label things. And, you know, so I could say, you know, I, I, inter- I intermittent fast on occasion simply because I skip breakfast. Mm-hmm. But like, am I going to say, I, oh, I intermittent fast on Thursdays? No, I'm just going to say <laughs> I don't eat breakfast on Thursdays. Right, right. And it, there's no magic to it. It just, you know, it's a day where my schedule allows for that. And I eat a bigger lunch and I eat a bigger dinner. And it's just like a thing that I do. Um, are there any magical benefits to it? No. Like people who, who train early in the morning might just say like, oh, I feel better intermittent fasting when really like you just feel better without food on your stomach and that's fine. Like just call it what it is. The reality of human beings is that the way that we, we existed, you know, hundreds, thousands of years ago was that we probably only ate maybe two meals a day. So like we're, we're designed to go long periods of time without eating. Um, that doesn't mean that it's, it's what you should do. It just means that you can do that and there probably will be no detriment to what you're trying to do. You know, if you're, if you're someone who's working out two or three times a day, um, you know, the, the appropriateness of a, a prolonged period without food would come into question. But again, you can kind of assess that on an individual basis. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Got right. it. Got it. Well, on this podcast, we do a lot of talking about lifestyle change, right? And in your coaching, the ability to keep someone in the right mindset is so important. So how do you keep people motivated for the long haul to create those long-term habits, yes. even within tactic functional nutrition? Yeah. yeah. Um, so kind of the key with people uh, for, for long, whether it's long-term health management, weight loss management, performance, um, there's a, a couple of, of metrics and a couple of things that we can do. Like the, the first thing you want to do is establish some sort of monitoring. So, um, you know, whether that's just monitoring food intake um, with a food journal or with the food tracking app, you know, that can work quite well. Um, I like to get people to monitor and journal how they're, they're feeling. So kind of the qualitative measures of you know, what they're doing. It's very easy to track your food. There's, there's, you know, a dozen apps that do a really good job. People don't spend enough time tracking things like, you know, how is my sleep quality? What is my mood during the day? Am I excited to exercise? Like what's my general outlook on life today? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, do I have a sex drive? Like those kind of things that kind of indicate, like, are you moving in a positive direction or a negative direction with your health, um, you know, involving food? So, um, keeping an eye on those things is super important. So we kind of just remind people and give them tools um, to do that. And then, you know, having some self-guided and external goals also tends to help. Mm-hmm. So um, getting people to set goals that aren't quite as, you know, focused on how much they weigh or, or you know, what exactly they look like. Mm-hmm. So getting people to mm-hmm. set goals, 
know, that, that revolve around what you, you know, what they can do with their body um, or, you know, good habits. So it's like, you know, if someone comes to us and they want to uh, improve performance and I see that they're, you know, eating one or two times a day, like we're going to set a goal to eat, you know, four times a day. I don't really care what's in the meals, but I just want you to keep track. How many days do you eat four meals per day? And then let's see how you feel in the long run doing stuff like that. So it's, you know, it's getting creative with goal setting as well. And then, um, you know, getting them to get involved with the community that can help them. So we know that um, social commitment is really helpful for people when they're trying to change behavior or add in good habits. So, um, you know, getting getting them in, involved with the gym community, um, you know, getting them to tell their friends what they're up to, encouraging them to kind of go public with some of their goals. Um, has been that's been really helpful for people as well mm, how, yeah i'm sorry michael how often are you like contacting your clients is this like once a week or like how often are you checking in with them yeah so we this is what makes what makes us a little bit different too um we check in with most of our clients three times a week so the the contact's quite high and the yeah. communication level is quite high and so that does a few things number one it's it lets them know like we can be part of your support system and we want to be also because it's vital um, really helps with compliance and accountability when we're kind of touching base a little more frequently than once a week. And then it just keeps the channel of communication open. So if they ever have something that comes up or that they're just not feeling great about or they need help with, they know that we're there and we're available, um, which, which honestly makes our job a little bit easier because it's, you know, it's really difficult to, uh, to get a once a week download from somebody that might include like, well, here's my compliance, here's my macros for the week, here's my weight you know, I'm super stressed out because of my relationship and work's not going well. Like it's, I, I don't even know where to start with a check-in like that. So right. I'd rather just kind of spread that across a week and, and have some talking points, you know, three times a week. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. And I was going to say, um, yeah, I mean, so people maybe when they first come to you, do you ever get clients that are sort of like, yeah, I really want to do this, but I'm just, uh, it's a lot of work. <laughs> I don't know. And then maybe after a week or a couple of weeks of check-ins, it's like, yeah, I wanted to go to the gym, but I just kind of didn't. Like, what are some of your tips <laughs> yeah. around that? Yeah, we get a lot of people, there's a few different scenarios, but, you know, motivation at the beginning of any endeavor tends to be super high. And I know this personally because, you know, I've, I've done a number of, you know, non-CrossFit races and things like that where you're like stoked to to run or ride a bike and train for that and then you get two to three weeks into it and you know you realize that it's just going to be a really long haul of mm -hmm. doing something you aren't super stoked about um so it's good like motivation can do a lot to get the ball moving um we we tend to see we see like almost 100 percent of the time that will start to wane at about the four to six week mark mm. So that's when we start trying to employ some of those tactics I just talked about, yeah. mm -hmm. um, you know, and then on occasion you get people, there's this tendency in our, our society to, uh, to throw money at problems. Yeah. And so this is, this is something that happens in the nutrition industry a lot too, where, you know, you have someone that has a nutrition or fitness related goal and they're like, well, I'll just buy a membership to the gym or I'll just, you know, I'll sign up for nutrition coaching and that'll be, um, you know, that'll solve all my problems. And then they realize pretty early on usually that it is going to like 95% of the effort has to come from the client mm -hmm. and we're just there to empower and guide and educate. Mm -hmm. And so it, it can be a little, just depending on the person, it can be a little bumpy at the beginning to get them into a routine that they feel good about. And, uh, you know, is, is easy enough for them to do. So sometimes that's, we have to get creative on our instructions and what we are actually 
asking that person to do because asking a person who, you know, has never really monitored food intake or anything like that to start tracking, you know, every single meal and hitting targets. Like that's a really big ask for someone who usually just, you know, eats whatever they feel like eating. Right. Right. No, that's yeah. excellent. That's, that's super helpful. It's kind of asking for a friend. So I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> can you tell us about your writing, both on your website, tacticmethod.com and for the morning chalk up? What, what inspires you to, to keep writing? Um, I think, um, you know, I, I really like providing information about complex topics in a way that is understandable. Um, you know, I follow a number of, of people who are prominent in the nutrition space and there's a uh, you know, there's, there's some sort of flexing around Twitter and, you know, people put up articles and posts that I, I read and I'm like, look, like you do not need to use the word postprandial in a post <laughs> or a write-up that's, you know, supposed to be understood by, uh, by, by, you know, normal people. Right, so it's, right. I see a lack of layman's terms in our industry really, um, quite often. And so, um, I really, I like to take, you know, some of those topics and just kind of read them, understand them, add, add in my knowledge, and then just explain them in a way that people are are going to understand and, and say, oh, I, I get that. Whereas, you know, they might read the same topic from a PhD or, you know, someone else, and it's just going to go right over their head and they won't know what to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. That I love your process. writing. I've, I've, yeah. I've read just about everything you did on, on the tacticmethod.com and in the morning chalk up. And we, you should probably write a Thank book you. just so you know, Meredith, you should <laughs> probably write a book. Yeah. but we're so grateful that you came on. We're going to encourage all of our listeners to check out the tactic functional nutrition team at tacticmethod.com and to read some of your writing at morning chalk up. But before we let you go, we do have one last off-topic question that I'm going to kick to Michael Chapman. Right. It's a surprise question. It's meant to uh, make you very nervous about this question. <laughs> um, we call it the fireball. And the my fireball. question for you is, do you have a favorite wild animal? Ooh, uh, I do. I really like otters. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Uh, Why? I, uh, I just, I really like, I like water mammals. I'm kind of a sucker for them. And, uh, I read this story. I've always liked otters. And then I read this story about how um, the otters at the Calgary Zoo. So I'm I'm from Calgary. They have otters out in the summertime. Um, they were escaping their enclosure every day and going out and doing whatever it is that they were doing. And then they would come back <laughs> at night. So like they were like tricking the zookeepers. Yeah. So. I, just, a, I think they're really smart. A sweet gig. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. Well, Meredith, exactly. that was a great answer. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. And like I said, we're going to encourage everyone to check out your work at tacticmethod.com. Thank you. Yeah, it was great. Uh, great chatting with you guys. Yeah, thanks. Well, that was fun. There are some really practical tips in there. I agree with that. And I think one of the things I'm always impressed by is the ability to take complex information and distill it down into common vocabulary. I, I agree with that. That's very difficult, and she does that quite well. I'm very envious of that skill. I, I tend to have the inverse <laughs> yeah. of that, which is yes, I can take do. very simple things and <laughs> make them unnecessarily complex. I agree with that. Also, otters. Yeah, Thoughts? otters are great. Awesome. I, I love, love that otters. answer. <laughs> that was such a good answer. Have you seen those videos of like the otters that, are, that they've got a partner and they're just like floating on yeah. their back holding Aww. hands? They're so sweet. Next time on The Lab Report, we're going to talk about polyphenols. What are those things anyway? I think they're just like they got rings on, on them yeah. or something. You've been listening to The Lab Report. If you like what you hear... 
please subscribe to our podcast, rate us, and leave us a review. To learn more about Genova Diagnostics, visit our website at gdx.net. There you'll find information on specific testing, educational resources, and how to connect with our show. Call us at 1-800-522-4762 or email us at podcast at gdx.net. Where are we at with immersion therapy? What do you mean? Like cold water plunges? Like cold immersion therapy? No, I mean like filling this room up with snakes. Whoa, stop. I'm going to have a bad dream now. Okay, then I'm bringing ants. I will punch every single one of those ants in the face. (laughs) 